You're listening to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast with Pastor Dave Coop. God relationships have not changed over all the years. Technology has changed. We've got applications for everything. We've got internet this, internet that, and we make things faster and quicker. And I talked to somebody the other day. They had, a, uh, they had the latest Mercedes-Benz, and I don't... I didn't know you could put more options in the Mercedes-Benz, but apparently there's this new option that when you, when you steer around a corner, your seat actually moves with you. Yeah, so that you have no stress on your back when you turn the corner. So apparently that's the latest, one of the latest Mercedes-Benz accessories. So we have all these wonderful accessories for life. But when it comes to prayer and relationships with God, it's nothing's... New. It's the same way Paul prayed, the same way John prayed, the same way Peter prayed, the same way Mary prayed, the same way it happened for the last thousands of years. God is still communing with his people in the same way. And so this morning we want to talk about how God speaks to us and how to hear his voice. Over the month of October, we're going to be doing a series on that topic. And one of the reasons we're doing it, we get feedback from our response cards as we pray for people. And we find that one of the biggest needs is I need direction from God, what I'm supposed to do. I need to hear God. Do I go this way or do I go that way? I I really need some clarity and direction from God. Let's do a quick survey this morning. How many of you would honestly say, I need direction in my life? Could I see your hand? See the hands going up? Lots of hands going up because we need direction and clarity. So then we need to think about, okay, well... Let's study how God guides us. If we need direction and clarity, and pretty well every one of us put up our hands, then let's study it. Let's learn how does God speak, how does God guide us today. If you didn't get a handout this morning, I encourage you, just raise your hand. We've got some handouts for you. And uh, let me give you a little heads up. You want a handout this morning, all right? Make sure you put your hand up. Make sure you get one of these this morning, just giving you a little heads up on there. Grab a pen, fill out the notes as we go along. It'll be good for you in this morning's message. I'll explain a little while later, but you want to make sure you have a handout this morning. Look at your neighbor and just say, hey, did you get your handout? All right. <laughs> if you're visiting with us this morning, please just endure us or enjoy us, whatever you like. But we're going to have a good time in church this morning. We're talking this morning about how God speaks, and we'll be looking at not only the fact that He does speak, but how to hear Him. There's different ways to hear God. Next Sunday, we're going to talk about, was that really God? God speaks to us in different ways. There's five love languages, for example, and there's different ways or different settings to hear God. You're in one of the best settings right now to hear God in church. We'll talk more about that next week. And then we have voice recognition, how to recognize the voice of God and be sure it's Him. We've had people say, I'm not sure if that's me thinking this or if it's the devil speaking to me or is God speaking to me. What is this? And so we'll talk about voice recognition, how to know and be led by peace. And then the last Sunday of the month is tuning in, understanding how God guides us, especially through the Holy Spirit. Next Sunday, by the way, is Thanksgiving Sunday, and we're looking forward to Thanksgiving is fun. I love turkey. I like pumpkin pie. I like all that good stuff. And uh, 
Next Sunday is a big Sunday for us. A lot of people come to church on Thanksgiving Sunday. So if you're here at the 11 o'clock service and uh, you can make it to the 9.30 or 12.30, it would help us if you say, you know what, I'm going to come early, a little later. That'll make more room for guests. A lot of guests show up on Thanksgiving Sunday. So if you could help us on that, that would be great. Pick an earlier or later service that makes more room for guests to come and, uh, and be, have room for them. We'd like to have room for them. Our first point today in your handout is simply this, that God is speaking to his people today. Right now, God's speaking to people. He is absolutely wanting to communicate with you. Let's establish the fact God speaks to his people. He spoke to Adam and Eve, spoke to Abraham, spoke to Isaac, spoke to Moses, spoke to Noah, spoke to King David. He spoke to Paul. He spoke to Mary. He spoke to people throughout the ages. He's still speaking today. That has not changed. He said, I'm the Lord your God. I don't change. I still speak to people today. John chapter 10, Jesus said this. It's there in your notes. My sheep hear my voice. My voice. Very personal. He knows you by name. Sheep can follow by their name. You can call a sheep a name, and it will follow. They're amazing animals. They're different than cattle. It didn't say, my cows hear my voice. He said, my sheep hear my voice. I grew up on the farm with cattle, and cattle you treat different than sheep. Cattle you herd. You get behind them on a horse or a motorbike with a dog, and you drive them from one pasture to another pasture. You don't, they rarely come when you call them. But they, they, they'll go if you push them, if you herd them. We're not cows. We're not cattle. We're sheep. Sheep are different. Sheep respond to warmth, to a leader. And God knows us. And he's our good shepherd. He says, you hear my voice. What does that mean? God speaks to his sheep. Very simple. He speaks to us. He wants to speak to us. He says, I know them. They follow me. In Revelations 3, 20 and 22, it says, look. Very short sentence. Did you catch that? Look exclamation mark. In other words, he wants us to look. He wants us to look at the verse. He wants us to hear what it's saying. It's important. Look, here I stand at the door and knock. If, now if you want to, you can circle the word if. If, that means it's up to us. You could not answer the door or you could answer the door. If you hear me calling, why wouldn't you hear God calling? Well, think about it when somebody comes to your door. You've had the experience. Somebody's at your door and knocking and nobody gets the door. And mom says, will somebody please get the door? Or dad says, somebody please get the door. Why aren't we getting the door? Because we've got the TV on. We've got the Xbox going. We're in a conversation. We don't want to get up off of our rusty dusty. We're on the couch. It's very comfortable. Why would I want to get up and get the door? I want to go to sleep. I, want to, I just don't want to go to the door. Similar, when Jesus knocks, there are things that come up, distractions. We don't want to go to the door. That's why he says, if you hear my voice and open the door. We can choose not to. But he knocks. He wants us to come open the door. He says, I will come in and I'll share a meal as friends. Jesus wants to have that type of a conversation with you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to share a meal. Some of you, after the service this morning, you're going to head over and, and you'll find a restaurant to share a meal. Maybe you'll go over to Tim Hortons or maybe you'll go over to, you know, Cactus Club or maybe to Earl's or, or some other restaurant and you'll sit down, oisy oisy, and, you, and you'll, you'll share a meal together. What's it like if you sit down and you share a meal, you sit there, the other person sits there, and that other person says nothing? It's not a very good meal, is it? It's like, man, this is a miserable time. 
You come in, you don't say anything, you just sit there, and it's like, when is this going to be over? It's a bad experience when there's no conversation around the meal. But if there's conversation and there's laughter and, and, and uh, communication, it's a great experience. When you open the door and say, Jesus, I want to commune with you, it's a great experience. He, he communes. He, he talks with us. He, he speaks into our life. Then it says in verse 22, anyone who is willing, you can underline that if you like, who is willing, because it's really, it's up to you to hear. You have to hear, should listen to the Spirit. Listen to the Spirit. Listen to the Spirit and understand what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Hear, listen to the Spirit. God is Spirit. You have a Spirit. You listen to God with your Spirit because we have spiritual ears. Your blank there is spiritual ears to hear the Holy Spirit speak to us. We all have them. Would you look at your neighbor and say, you have spiritual ears. Would you look at your other neighbor and say, you have Mickey Mouse spiritual ears. <laughs> yeah, you guys got Mickey Mouse spiritual ears, big ears, so you can hear God speak. God's speaking to us. We can't hear it with our natural ears. That doesn't mean it would never happen. It may happen on occasion. There are recorded times in the Bible where God spoke audibly and People heard it with their natural ears. And that could happen in your lifetime, but it won't be every day. Maybe once or twice in your life you'll hear God speak to you because it really needs to get your attention. I have had people say to me, I hear God speak to me every day in audible voice, and they make me really nervous because I'm not sure where they're coming from because God just doesn't work that way. He speaks to our spiritual ears. Today in this room, it's filled with radio waves. You can't hear the radio waves, but there's radio waves in this room right now because your natural ears aren't hearing those radio waves unless they were first picked up with a receiver and then sent to your mind, then you could hear that. So I brought in a radio with me this morning just to prove the point. And uh, I'm going to see if I can... See, now we can hear it. Now, you didn't hear that a few minutes ago, but it was here. It was, that signal was here. How did we hear it? Well, because we had a receiver, a set of ears that heard it, and then it got sent to our mind. You have spiritual ears that hear God. And then it sends it to your mind. So we have this spiritual set of ears that are designed to hear God, and God is speaking to his people today. We'd like to be able to say, God, I want you to speak to me at such such a time, because we're used to conference calls, we're used to Skyping, and we say, okay, I'll set up this time period. Please understand, God does not work that way. He is not your bellboy in the sky, and you can kind of dial him in when you want to. He doesn't work that way. He's God, we're not. He speaks to us when he wants to, and he does speak to us, but we can't kind of program God like you get to program everything else. You can program your microwave. You can program your, your, your radio to wake you up at a certain time, but you can't program God. He's God, we're not. But he does speak to us. Our role is to... Tune in or hear his voice. John chapter 16, Jesus said this. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Really good insight here in how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. A couple things. Number one, he is truth. Everything he tells you is going to be true. 
which really makes it easier for us to follow him because he's true. Uh, secondly, he will guide you. I have to take off my watch here so I make sure I finish on time. The little boy came home from church one Sunday and asked his daddy, Daddy, what does it mean when the preacher takes off his watch? And daddy said, absolutely nothing. So there you go. <laughs> Number one, he is truth. Number two, he will guide you. God, you, you, a lot of us put up our hands, I need some direction. Why does the Holy Spirit speak to you? Because he wants to guide you. This is a fact. Number three, he will speak. Just again reminding us, God will speak. Maybe not when we think he should, but he will speak to us. And then fourthly, he will show you things to come. You don't need to go to the horoscope. You don't need to have your fortune told. You don't need that. Holy Spirit will show you things to come. He won't tell you everything, but he'll show you what you need to know to make the right decision. And then lastly... It will glorify Jesus. It's a good acid test to see whether or not it was him speaking to you or not. Our role is to be in a position so that we can hear. If you've ever had somebody say, they've talked to you and you didn't quite hear it, what did you say? I can't quite hear you. Can you repeat that? And what do you do? You lean into it. You may even cup your ear to hear what they're saying because you want to catch that. That's what our role has to be with God. We've got to lean into it. The proverb says, incline your ear, lean into it, hear what God's saying to us. We position ourselves to hear. One of the things that causes us not to hear is for our hearts to become hardened. There's a warning in Hebrews, Hebrews 3, verses 7 and 8. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the days, in the day of trial in the wilderness. So you'll hear his voice, then it says, don't, hear, don't harden your hearts. So hearing his voice, not doing anything with it, causes our hearts to be hardened. Our Lord went out of his way to explain the importance of listening and hearing God's voice. We pick up that story in Mark chapter 4. It's known as the parable of the sower, and Jesus told parables. Parables are just illustrated truths so we can get it. If we don't get it, if we don't understand it, the truth kind of evaporates. But if we can get the truth, we can hang on to it. So he told it in a parable. And he told this parable to show people how to listen. So if you have your Bibles, go to Mark chapter 4. We're going to read from verse 13 to 20. <clears throat> and he said to them, he, he had told them the parable. They didn't understand it, so now he's going to explain it. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? So he's, what he's saying is if you get this one, you got them all. Kind of like having the master key. You got one key that fits all. This parable is key to understanding all the other parables. So we really want to catch it. We want to get this one. The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear. Now, maybe this week, go through this parable and circle every time the word hear is. You'll find hear in this parable a lot. It starts with the word hear. One word, sentence, hear, and then God starts. Jesus starts the parable. A lot of this parable is about hearing and listening. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These, likewise, are the ones that are sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive with gladness. They have no root in themselves, so endure only for a time. Afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They're the ones who hear the word, cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, desires for other things, enter and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones on good ground, those who hear the word, accept it, 
bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Now, folks, that's where we want to get to. That's where we want to end up. We want to end up bearing fruit, 30, 60, 100-fold. So here's, here's the message in a nutshell. The way you listen is the way you live. And the way you live is the way you're blessed, the way you have fruit in your life. So take it to the headwaters, and it comes back to the way you listen. Did your mom ever, ever say to you, you know, it just went in one ear and out the other ear? <laughs> I spoke it, but you didn't get it. I, where was that? It just kind of went right through you. Franklin Roosevelt, there's a story about him. And he, as a president, he had to put on a lot of functions at the White House. And he got really tired of people coming. He'd shake their hand. It was just kind of a formality. And he'd greet them. He'd, he'd say something to them. But they didn't, they didn't hear him. They were too interested in getting to the White House, having the dinner and all the rest of it, that they wouldn't listen to him. So he really got bothered by it, and as he was greeting people one time, he decided to change things up and to see if people really listen. So as they came in, he would greet them and say to them, I murdered my grandmother this morning. And they said, well done. We're proud of you, President. Good job. Keep it up. God bless you, President. And he, he just said, I murdered my grandmother this morning. Ah, proud of you. Way to go. Keep it up, you know, and because they didn't hear him. They heard him, but they didn't hear him. The last person, apparently, was the ambassador of Bolivia. And he came up to him. He shook his hand. He says, he says I murdered my grandmother this morning. And the ambassador of Bolivia heard it. And he leaned in and said, well, I'm sure she had it coming. <laughs> he was the only one who heard and made a response to it. Is it possible for us to have God speaking to us, but we don't hear him? I think so. Jesus gives us a parable about that. And we're going to talk about four ways to listen this morning. Number one, you can listen with a closed mind. And Jesus gave that uh, in Mark 4.15, the seed that fell on the hard path. That's there in your notes, hard path. These are those who have a hard heart towards God, hard path. Didn't say hard sidewalk, didn't say hard pavement, it said hard path. There's a difference. A path was once soil, but it got walked on and walked on and walked on, and no longer can it receive a seed. It could have one time, but now it's a hard path. What happened? The heart became hard, like hardening of arteries. It doesn't happen right away, but hearts get hard. A child's heart is not hard against God. A child, Jesus said, be like a child. They know how to believe, accept, and keep your heart like a child. Keep it soft. But over time, our hearts can become very hard, and so we listen with a closed mind. You could be listening that way this morning. You could come to, come to church like this. You could be sitting there, and you could say, oh, you know what? What's this guy going to teach me this morning? You know what? If he was really spiritual, he'd have a tie on. I mean, after all, a preacher should have a tie on. Or you could be saying the opposite. I'm not going to listen to this guy. I can't relate to him. If he was really spiritual, he'd be with this generation. He should have jeans on, and he should be... And you could, you could, or you could say, you know what? He should be older. He should be an old wise man up there. Then I could understand. Or you could be saying, oh, he should be a young person relating to our generation. Or you could say, you know what? If he was my ethnic group, I would listen. And so we, could, we can shut it off right there because we've, we've closed and we, we miss what God's saying because we've already prejudged something. Or we could miss what God's saying because we have selective hearing. Well, I'll hear this much, but I'm not going to hear the rest. I'm going to draw a line here. I'm not going to hear any more. I'll only hear so much because I, I want to create God in my own image. I'm not, I don't want to really submit to him. I want to just do it my way. And so we can close it off and be selective in our hearing. 
But I think the biggest way we harden our hearts is because we, we say, oh, I've heard this before. Oh, Mark 4. Man, I know Mark 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I memorized the chapter. What, what new thing are you going to teach me? I think I'll make my to-do list and make my business plan for next week. You just go ahead with that, Pastor. I've been there, heard that already. I, I know it pretty good. I've got it all memorized, and I don't need to hear it again. I've, I've, got, it, I've got it down. Yeah, after all, I went to Bible school. What new thing? You know what? God's speaking. He's talking to us. It sometimes surprises me. After I've shared a message, people come up and they'll say, Boy, that was a really good point. You talked about this. And I, go, I didn't talk about that. You made that point. But it's a really good point. You know what's happening? The Holy Spirit was speaking to them. And what they heard is different than somebody else heard. But there was, God was speaking. Spiritual ears were picking up what he was saying. So sometimes our hearts have become hardened, whether it be by pride or by fear, and we no longer are listening. Our hearts have become calloused and hardened over time, and we can no longer hear what God say. This typically happens when we come to church or we, we tune into, maybe it's uh, we're doing our devotions or whatever it is, and then we leave and we do nothing with it. Came, heard, do nothing. 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 Then what was once soil becomes a hardened path, no longer producing 30, 60, or 100-fold. So we can listen with a closed mind. That's one way to listen. Or you can listen, number two, with a cloudy mind. The next blank you'd want to put in there is a cloudy mind. God's speaking. We know that. But it's cloudy. It's fuzzy. It's kind of like this radio. And it sounds like this. It's just kind of fuzzy. And what we have to do is we have to t- dial in. We've got to tune in. <laughs> Somebody's calling your name. See, there you go. <laughs> How appropriate. You've got to dial in. It's fuzzy. It's cloudy. This is what he talked about in Mark chapter 4, 16, 17. The rocky soil represents those who hear the message and they receive it with joy. If you like, circle, receive it with joy. Man, they are excited. This is good. I am experiencing something I haven't experienced before. This is great. I love it. It's exciting. But like the young plants in such soil, their roots don't go very deep. At first, they get along fine, but they wilt as soon as they have problems or they're persecuted because they believe the word. They have a challenge in their Christian life or somebody says, oh, you got religion? You, what? You're going to church? They get a little bit of hassle. They say, oh, I'm backing out. But it didn't start off that way. It started off great. Man, I went to Alpha. It was so much fun. I met some people. Nikki's a pretty good speaker. The food was good. Wow, I had a great experience. I went to church. It was fun. Lots of joy. I went to life group. It was great. And it's all about feelings. And then one day, problems come along, and they're wiped out. All of us can think of somebody today that at one time was in church, maybe for a couple months, for a year. You look at where did they go? Because they listened with a cloudy mind. They didn't get the foundation to their experience. Feelings are great. God gave us feelings, but they're meant to be the caboose in our life, not the engine. The engine is our faith. I just want to feel God. Well, it's great when we feel God. It's kind of the bonus, though. Oh, don't talk to me about sanctification and redemption and justification. And I don't know if I want to do that. I just want to experience it. Well, that's cloudy thinking. 
Here's a test for us if we have cloudy thinking. Can we give, can we articulate what the resurrection of the dead means? What are you talking about? Can we articulate that there are different baptisms? What do you mean different baptisms? There's a water baptism. There's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a baptism into the body of Christ. Could we explain that? I don't know what you're talking about. This is what the writer of the Hebrews said in Hebrews chapter 6. These are the basics. But you haven't learned the basics. But I can sure clap and sing and went to home group. Hallelujah. I went to church. Oh, hallelujah. I went there. Oh, your hallelujahs are nice, but do you have foundation? Or are the basic tenets of faith cloudy to you, fuzzy? Why is our faith in Jesus? What really happened at the cross? What happened when he died and rose again? Uh, It's kind of fuzzy. Health is a good place to go, actually, because we answer that question. Why did he die? Why do we have the Bible? It's a great place to remove the fuzziness, the cloudiness. We find those who do go through Alpha, it's not just an experience. They find that there's a foundation to their faith. That's one of the reasons we have Alpha and equipping bases and all the rest of it so we can get a foundation. It's not just something cloudy or fuzzy. I find that people who have cloudy minds don't take notes in church. I warned you. I, made, I said, make sure you take one of these this morning. <laughs> They're the ones that, no, I don't need a handout. I, I already got it covered. Yeah. They don't, they don't take notes. My wife sits in three services a day. He has to hear me preach all those different times. But there's not a service goes by that she doesn't fill in the blanks and take the notes. Not for my sake, but for her sake. She enjoys an abundant life. Because she refuses to let it get cloudy. Oh, the pastor circle said circle the word if, as if I'm going to do that. And you dig your heels in. And guess what? You closed it off. You got cloudy. And then you want to say, oh, God, I need direction in my life. I need help in my life. And you say, where is God? How come he's not speaking? Because you're too lazy to think in church. That's why. Mr. and Mrs. Amen have now left the church. <laughs> They've gone. That's true. They just, oh, show up and bless me. I want my ears tickled, so to speak, and make sure it's good, and then I'm going to go. And people say, oh, that was a good message, Pastor. I said, yeah, what was it about? Oh, sure was good. <laughs> Did you engage? Shame on you if you nod off in church. Don't do it for me. There's a king here. There is a king here. His name is Jesus. Where two or three gathered my name, there am I in the midst of him. If you're not off to sleep, I got a suggestion for you. Go to bed earlier. Don't stay up till two watching some dumb movie and then come to church and wonder why you can't stay awake. Hello. That's just tell, like telling Jesus, you know what? Uh, you wouldn't do that if the queen was there coming. If you wouldn't do that if you had a big appointment, you say, I'm going to bed early because I've got to be attentive the next day. I want to get it. Anyone want to bed? There's no 30, 60, 100 for my life. I don't, get, I don't have direction in my life. Where is God speaking to me? It's because your mind's cloudy. Oh, happy days. <laughs> All right. I don't want to be too hard on you. Just know. The foundation of your experience. 
I am convinced that every Sunday as we pray, we say, God, what message do we have to bring forward today? The message we have today is a message that everybody in this room needs to hear October 4, 2009. I am convinced of that. Everyone here needs to hear this. Now, what you do with it is totally up to you. That's why he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He has spiritual ears, let him tune in. Because you can tune in, tune out. I don't know the difference. Just you and God know the difference. But the fruit will come down the road because it will go in there. And about a couple months down the road, there's going to be a harvest. And the fruit will be there. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Jesus said that 15 times. Must be pretty important the way we listen. The way we listen is the way we live, and the way we live is the way we have fruit in our lives. This works in every application of life, not just here. So number, that was number one was a closed mind. Number two is a cloudy mind. And number three is you can listen with a cluttered mind. Cluttered mind. These are the ones who don't see God's voice as a priority. They've got lots of other voices going on at the same time. And they, God's speaking. It's not that they don't hear God. It's just there's so many other voices that they can't pick out his voice amongst all the other noises that they have. And he talked about this in Mark 4. The thorny ground represents those who hear. It's not that they don't hear. They hear and they accept the good news. So they they say, yeah, this is good. They accept it. It's gone beyond just a joyous experience. They've got some roots in their life. But something comes along and chokes it out before the fruit comes. And that is the cares of this life, the lure of wealth, the desire for nice things, and so no crop is produced. Nothing wrong with the wealth, nothing wrong with the other things, but it becomes the priority, and that voice speaks louder to them. They listen to that voice more than they listen to what God says. No longer is it time for, it used to be take time in the morning or during the day or to a life group or even coming to church, used to do that, but now these other things are pulling on me and God's voice gets cluttered so they could no longer hear God speaking to them. Sometimes I'll, I'll be driving along, I've got to check the traffic. And my kids know that I'll turn either to 7.30 on the dial or 11.30 on the dial. And uh, if I turn on to 11.30, every 10 minutes on the hour comes the news. And so I'll be driving along. I say, oh, man, i got to find out which bridge to take. Where's the traffic? Where's the traffic? I'm driving along, and I tune in. And I think, oh, a couple minutes, I'm going to get this traffic report. And guess what happens? Also, I look at my watch. It's 15 after, and I didn't hear the traffic report. It was on. My radio was on, but I didn't hear it. Why? Because my mind was cluttered. Oh, man, I missed it. i got to wait till the next one comes along. I'm glad it comes along. God continues to speak to us. Even if we missed it, he'll continue to speak to us. Thank God for his grace. But our goal is to declutter our mind. You can be thinking of a 100 things today. It's like having your desktop filled with all kinds of different applications Sometimes you've got to close those other applications and just say, okay, God, I am going to focus in on what you're saying to me right now, today. Mark 4, 24, it's there in your notes. And be sure to pay attention to what you hear. This is still in this parable. This parable is about the way we hear, about the way we listen. Don't forget this. God wants you blessed. He wants you to live in this 30, 60, or 100-fold, whether it be relations, whether it be your finances, whether it be your community, whether it be helping others. He wants you to live in that zone. 
And so much of it is related to the way we listen. We tune out God sometimes without even realizing it. And that's why he gave this parable. Be careful, be careful. He says, pay attention to the way you listen. I can just hear Jesus emphatically trying to get this concept across to people. If you just be careful to the way you listen, I'm speaking, I'm guiding you. Get the clutter out so you can hear me. We live in an age of information overload. There's all this stuff. We got, it. We got Facebook here. We got Twitter here. We got Internet here. We got this there, this there, newspapers. And there's times, folks, you just got to take it all off your desk and say, God, what are you saying to me? And let him speak. Not that those others are bad. It's just don't let them choke out God speaking to you. All right. Lastly, we got to wrap it up with a good one, is you can listen with a committed mind. Not closed, not cloudy, not cluttered, but committed. Committed is a teachable one. It's saying, Lord, I, I hear your voice. I'm leaning into it. I submit to what you're saying. I, it's not about me. I'm, I'm going to take time to hear what you're saying. This is what he said in Mark 4.20, but the good soil represents those who hear and accept God's message, and it produces a huge harvest. Don't you like that? Huge harvest. 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. See, when we hear God and we embrace it and accept it and act upon it, when that seed is embraced in our hearts, it multiplies. It's not based on your intellect. It's your, just your spiritual ability to grasp what he says and hold on to it and do something with it. A lot of people just go round and round the mountain. That's why we're doing this abundant life course to get in shape because some of us are just hearing and hearing and hearing, but we haven't done anything. This is kind of getting us pushed. It's uh, just getting us going and setting some definite spiritual goals. Uh, enough of this just kind of mediocrity in my life. You're created for greatness. There's nobody in this room today that does not have something big or great on the inside of you. You've got one life to live. Today you are living in the dash. You're living between the day you're born and the day you die. And every day has to count. And every day God's guiding us. Every day God's speaking to us so that the great plans he has for every one of our lives can be accomplished And it's so important to listen carefully to him on a daily basis. Not with a closed mind, not with a cloudy mind on what he teaches us, not with a cluttered mind, with a committed mind. That's where that abundant life is. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org.